Hey, good morning and welcome back to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Sarah. I'm Morgan. I'm Erin. And, well, you guys know what we're going to talk about. But something that is new is we are announcing our Sinister Scouts. Mm -hmm. Dead mothers are pulling for duty. So, basically, we love all of you and we want to show you how much we appreciate you, especially when you show us your support. Um, so, this could be anything from sending us an email, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, etc. So, you can earn badges, basically, from us in the form of stickers for right now. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, everyone wants a sticker. And the first one is going to be our logo on a sticker. So, you can put it on your laptops, whatever. Yeah. Your face. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to limit you to what you do with that. But, so, the first one to earn our logo sticker is going to be to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so, so, so much to us, and we appreciate you all, so wear our sticker loud and proud, and leave us a review, please. After you do it, though, we do need you to send us an email with your username mm -hmm. and your address so we can send it to you. Yes. So going off with the honor system, but also if you have already left a review yes. already, which, love you guys, thank you for doing that. Yes. But also if you have already left one, you're not excluded, go ahead and email us, too, mm -hmm. and we will send you one. Yep. Send you one of our badges. Yeah, mm -hmm. heck yeah. So, okay, that's all the housekeeping I had this morning. How's everyone's week? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Midsummer again. Have you guys, you've both seen it. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. Again. <laughs> Who are you and why? <laughs> okay, so I watched it once in theaters and your mind is blown. And then it's on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And I had some hours to myself and I said, let's, let's dive Evolve in. Of the choices. Yes. <laughs> you could have picked. Midsummer was the one. Yeah, I've been on a major, um. It's always sunny in Philadelphia kick right now. Mm -hmm. So, so you have to go down the other street. extreme. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the movie is beautiful, but you don't really understand all of it, I think, the first time. Yes. You and definitely have to watch it more than once. Yes. I did some deep researching on it, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, whoa, it's mm -hmm. deeper than I thought. Yes. And I, over here barfing. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is messed up. None of it's great. Oh, oh yes, yeah. The filming is beautiful. The outfits are beautiful. Mm-hmm. It just gets wiped away by the entire plot for me. I just, like, lose it. I can't. That well, like, me. Um, spoiler alert. I didn't realize, like, I didn't put together they were going to put him in the bear at first. Like, I didn't even understand where that came from. Oh, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. so I think in the movie theater, I was good on popcorn, and I was probably half watching, half dipping my head in the butter of the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I had watched, um, or one or two reviews beforehand, mm -hmm. and I know that one of the reviewers was like, I definitely had to watch it twice. And he had mentioned, like, the paintings and other things. Yeah. So just, like, being really aware of what you're, like, watching. So I was like, okay. I was, like, hyper aware, though. And I'm like, I think I need to take a step back yeah. and just soak it all in. Yeah, because it gives you little um, Easter eggs all over the film. It does, which is cool. yeah. I like that stuff. Yeah, I really so like that. Tell me all of these drinks with your mouths, and I will never review it again. But thank you. Thank <laughs> you. You guys do anything fun this week? Uh, I finished um, a book. Mm -hmm. about the Golden State Killer, which is really oh, good, yeah. mm -hmm. called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. It's really interesting because it was about, um, oh, I don't mess up her name. I think it's John McNamara who wrote it. Um, she recently passed away in, like, 2016, mm -hmm. and her goal was to, like, not necessarily, I don't know, like, find, but, like, keep the case going and talking to the police and trying to just eventually, hopefully, lead to you know, the arrest of the Golden State Killer. Yeah. And it was very interesting because it was more about, like, her and the police and what they were doing. So not necessarily the guy who ended up being caught, the right. Golden State Killer, which, you know, who cares? He's a horrible, horrible person. But it was just very interesting. It was a quick read because I read it, like, on the flight to Alaska and then I read it on the flight back home. And mm -hmm. it was pretty quick. So I would highly recommend it. It was great. Mm -hmm. And Morgan, you added two more, two more, two bigger yeah. rats. Yep. Yeah. Serious and mean. They're so cute. They are really cute. Thank you. Even yeah. though you didn't touch them. Yeah. Well, you not. You didn't touch them. You didn't hold. Sarah didn't touch them, and I'm Sarah. I don't know why I put the third person, but no. <laughs> Sarah's not about that rat life, and that's fine. That's I fine. like them. I'm just terrified to touch the same lizards. Like I don't know. I don't like to like. Granted, your little squeal was the best thing ever. <laughs> you would have thought I was being murdered. <laughs> Whoa, no. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys ready for our game, though? Um, Ooh, yes. Know it. Okay, so I asked Wes to um, write down a couple of categories. Uh-huh. And I didn't see them. I'm just going to pick one at random. And basically, we're going to kind of um, frame it like categories and never have I ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or in circle of death, excuse me. So the first one to get out goes last. Second one goes second. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm ready. Do I get a hand up? Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. Don't, never, not never have I ever. Just categories. 
So you say as many as you can until you can't anymore. Mm-hmm. And we keep going in a circle. Serial killer. Golden State killer. Zodiac killer. BTK. Butcher Baker. Adrian. Where's my cup? Alright, we're going to drink. Jeffrey Dahmer. Categories is the worst part, I think. Um, Guys, I literally just finished the, uh, what's it called? The Clearing. And it's a Uh a podcast about Edward Wayne Edwards. Like, where where is all my knowledge? Right. (laughs) Gone. Do you know what four options he gave us? Yes. Serial killers. Okay, great. Serials. Oh, I could have done pretty well. well. (laughs) Fears and music genres. What a what a range! <laughs> I think we chose the best one. I think we did too. What a good. One. That was a good. One. That was a good game, Sarah. Thank you. So look, surprise, surprise, I'm going last again. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what I always say, we're a great team because all we do is win. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm starting out, and I'm gonna do some dream interpretation today. Ooh, cool. Yes. Two people wrote into our email, so thanks, guys. Yeah. Yes. And the websites I used were spotthelesson.com, antiflow.com, <laughs> dreamstop.com, dreampedia, and then the book Dream Interpretation Handbook by Karen Fraser. That's the one I couldn't think of last time. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I always use Dream Interpretation Handbook. Yeah. Got it. There's a staple in every episode. Just, yes. This is it. <laughs> you know how can you record ads? Can you always record these things? Dream Interpretation Handbook. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one comes in from Haley H. Thank you, Miss Haley. And she says, I'm in a room by myself. It looks familiar, but not familiar at the same time. It reminds me of the layout of my old house, especially the white walls, but the furniture is wrong. I feel tense, and then I see a huge green snake with cartoon-like eyes. I sprint outside of my room and close the door. My sister walks in with a man and introduces him as her boyfriend, but I know it's not her boyfriend in real life. She has one, but it's not him. I am warning them about the snake in my room, and they seem indifferent. I can't make them listen. They leave. Just then, a huge red anteater walks by, (laughs) and I'm really happy about this. Finally, it's going to go in there and kill the snake. But the anteater just keeps walking down the hallway, and I wake up. What the? Haley, what? (laughs) I mean, girl, what? (laughs) Yes. So, to kind of break down the general plot we're looking at, a snake is in your bedroom, Haley. Super sorry. And you want someone to get rid of it. And at the same time, you're trying to protect your sister from going in that room with a snake. But she doesn't really seem to care that much. She's got her own stuff going on. Does that sound right to you guys? Yeah. She's a little preoccupied with her man friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quote, quote, boyfriend. Quote, quote, quote. <laughs> Somebody's talked to her boyfriend. <laughs> um, fun thing. So my parents... I know my mom still has her twang because she says boyfriend like boyfriend. Boyfriend. Uh-huh. Like it's boyfriend. Like the Y and the F are just one letter. Nice. <laughs> boyfriend. I'm like, can you not? <laughs> okay. So snake dreams are very common, Haley, but they are a little different. And our friend Sigmund Freud would argue they all mean something phallic. So luckily this is not 1930. <laughs> um, because the snake in your bedroom is significant and it is not about a wiener. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to call it as I see it. I mean, it could be if that's what you're thinking, but our bedrooms are our own private spaces. So when you see a snake in there, it symbolizes that your inner peace and rest are at stake. Good. But because the snake is in your bedroom and not in your actual bed, this threat is not going to directly affect you, which is nice. So it kind of affects oh. like your peace and your surrounding areas, but yeah. Okay. Like you might see Morgan get punched in the face, but you're not going to. Sounds great. <laughs> okay. Also, because the snake is green, that means respect or a fresh slash, slash a fresh slash ripe feeling about someone. Because it's in your room and you are scared, it is probably the latter. So this dream could be about some emotional storm in your life. A storm's a brew in Haley. Storm of snakes in your bedroom. Damn, that's rough. Sharknado, but snake nado. Snake, no. Snake, oh, snake, oh, oh, snake, what? 
Quake. Quakes. Oh, oh that's great. <laughs> oh my god. And then we should make a movie, an earthquake, okay? okay. <laughs> earthquake. And, and then, then they all the come out of the snakes. ground. <gasps> yeah. And then there's like one mama snake that's like, <gasps> yeah. Who do we have to call to make snake? Oh, we, 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 we nominated Wes as a director. Today, that's so. true. I feel like TV could come up with the art <gasps> for it. You the know. Posters. Yes, posters. Mm hmm. Westerdown is all that denim hat where it makes him look like a dad and a director at once. I think we're set. All jokes aside, Snake Quake, I would watch it. <laughs> <Snake Quake. laughs> Let's contact the other. Uh, that sounds like the next great like, right? yeah. mini movie, C movie, whatever movie. This yeah, we need no budget. budget to someone who has mm-hmm. no fear of snakes. Mm-hmm. Haley, looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, sorry, back to being serious. The anteater in the dream shows that you need to harness your energies. So is there a situation in your current yeah. life that you're trying to grasp? I'm asking Haley. I know you can't answer, but that would help me understand more. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So the anteater could also symbolize business and money. Oh. Hmm. Who knew an anteater meant so much? <laughs> no. It also could mean something phallic. <laughs> Just shut up. This is one of the few things that they're like, it still could mean something. Because it's a long mouth thing. But um, it symbolizes business and money because it's eating up all the ants. So it's kind of like um, consuming them. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't think that's how we're going to interpret it in this dream, but it okay. could in a different scenario. Do you mean like consuming is good or consuming as you're using too much? Um, consuming like is probably good, like profitable. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. It's just cool. interesting that was a whole section. About ant- I'm always surprised. Mm-hmm. We went from lawnmowers to anteaters. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Your hand off. I mean, yeesh. yeah. These greens are just wild. <laughs> okay, so it's important to look at the fact that your sister ignored your warnings in your dream. When you get ignored in a dream, it means something in your waking life needs to be paid attention to. Listen close, Haley. So work <laughs> on your communication with others, especially if you sense your peace and someone else's is at stake by someone or something. Ultimately, this dream seems that it could be about something invading your space and happiness. It could be a person or financial issues. But Dream You wants you to work, work on this and communicate with someone else about it. So good luck. Let us know if you need any more help. And I hope your dreams don't have any more snakes in them. <laughs> anteaters are fine. Yeah. <laughs> All the ant- This is a good one. Yeah. So thanks, Miss Haley. We'll be sending you a sticker. Yeah. Woo. Please review us on Apple Podcasts. Unless you didn't like your reading, then send us another one. We'll try again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the second one comes to us from none other than Tyler Price, Mr. Woo-hoo! TP himself. Yes. He made our bomb logo that we use. Yes. Yeah, so we owe you our lives, Tyler Price. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so his dream says, he wrote it in third person, so it's kind of helpful. Right. He's leaving for vacation, and he's asking people if they can go with him. No one can, so he decides to go by himself. Cool. Yeah. I decide to take a vacation to some body of water. It's bigger than a pond and smaller than the Great Lake. Probably St. Louis sized for those who know what that is. So I guess St. Mm-hmm. Louis lake sized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I decided I want to go fly fishing in this lake. And fair warning, he makes a little lot of little comments in here. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. So he decides to go fly fishing in this lake. Parentheses, which makes no sense because you fly fish in a river. <laughs> and also, I head out to the bank and across the lake in the coves. People are casually swimming or tubing. And after checking it out, I start to fish. Pretty quickly, I snag one, and as I start to reel it in, right as I'm about to pull my catch to the bank, a dolphin pops out and spooks me. <laughs> Thus, <laughs> oh wait, no, it does go in the first person. Okay. Thus, I release my caster, and my catch starts to swim back out. You can write a book, Tyler. The dolphin leaves as quickly as it came, and so I grab the reel and start to pull my catch in again. As it gets close, a black power reel. A black power little Jeep, and there's two parentheses, the first one. One of those battery-powered cars that little kids ride around in. <laughs> oh, shit. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and why a car in the water, question mark? I don't know. <laughs> so one of those black power wheel Jeeps floats up to the edge of the bank and gets in the way of me bringing in my catch. So I start to walk up to the Jeep, and I see the kid is slumped back, and I can't tell if he's dead or not. <gasps> so I just start yelling at him. And eventually he moves, and I see that he's playing on a handheld game. I tell him to move his car so I can reel in the fish. He half-ass acknowledges me and slowly moves. Of course. Yeah. I finally start to pull on my catch and it hits the bank and a two-foot shark with a strong jaw shoots up onto the bank like a torpedo. And oh then my I wake gosh. Up. 
bro, you just wanted something. Yeah, that is the most unsatisfying thing I've ever heard. Like, you get so <laughs> close every time. Yep. Yeah. Something ruins it. Yes. So, okay, general plot, just to break it down a little bit for everyone at home, in case you kind of got lost in there. So it sounds like despite your efforts to include others on a fishing trip, you go alone in a medium-sized body of water. Every time you make a catch, something prohibits you from fully reeling it in. First by a dolphin, then a snotty kid in a jeep, and then by a shark with a very strong jaw. <laughs> I love that extra detail. Yeah, I do too, actually. Yeah. Um, in most cases, fishing in a dream denotes the working hard in life and hoping for a positive outcome or you're working towards a goal. But it could also mean that because you are working really hard, you do need some relaxation. So failing to catch the fish is what we're going to focus on a little bit here because that is most of your dream. Um, and that usually means that you currently find yourself in danger to make more money or not reaching a goal. A lot of old, old, old interpretations would say this is a warning. Um, there's a dangerous situation ahead. But personally, I don't think that dreams predict the future. I more so think they're trying to work out what's going on with you right now. Yeah. yeah. I but if you do think they predict the future, look alive and be careful <laughs> because it's a warning. <laughs> okay. To fish in a lake or a pond illustrates your own emotions and that you are trying to take on something or seeking answers. But it also shows that the outcome of your work is not just about your skills or ability, but also about luck, which makes sense because it's just big enough that you almost have to be a little lucky to catch a fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, because you're yelling at the barely responsive teenager shows that you are in conflict with yourself or that you have some things to get off your chest. The shark, um, according to these dream websites, usually means that you are feeling anger for someone. It could be someone posing a threat to your personal or professional life. So that's kind of all the big um, like themes we saw on this dream. Mm -hmm. Okay, so thank you again, TP. Um, in my opinion, this dream could mean that you are working your ass off, which I can attest to. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Either emotionally or in your job. But there are obstacles stopping you from getting to your ultimate goal. If it is about your job, then the dolphin shows that you may have feelings that you are having a hard time balancing your work life and your fun. And then the teenager and shark could show that you are specifically angry with yourself and with someone else. Either way, it sounds like you definitely have earned a relaxing fishing trip. Thank you, TP. Thank you. Yeah. I was honestly hoping you were going to type in shark with strong jaw <laughs> and see if anything popped up. I don't want to say that I did not. Oh, that I'm one is pretty much new. There's no way. You never know. We have animators. Very fair. We have lawnmowers. Mm -hmm. Very fair. So have you guys had any weird dreams lately? Not weird dreams. Only like thing that reminded me of is when I was younger, I used to have dreams like all the time. They would always be different, mm -hmm. but where I would just move so slow and then like, I was in my house and right. I tried to catch the bus, but it was like I was in slow motion. Like I was still tying my shoes. I still put my coat on. I could see the bus pass by in like real time, but I was still moving so slow. And I'm like, what's going on? Or like dreams where I feel like I'm falling out of my bed, but I'm not. But I'm oh. doing it so slowly. It's oh. weird. Yeah. I've always had, I haven't in a while, but like when I was younger, I always had dreams where I felt like I was always late to something where I <laughs> was just moving very slow. So that kind of, I don't know, similar just because he couldn't catch the fish. Yeah. Like, I can't catch the bus. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting just because these ones, like, not catching it, they really reflect, like, just um, the frustration. Like, you have a goal, but you can't quite get yes, there. Yes, you can't get it. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that it's exactly what you think. Like, some of them are, like, way off in left field, but this one is pretty spot on. Yeah. So, Tyler, you'll have to let us know if this is what's going on with you or if we took a left turn somewhere. <laughs> I'm always open to edit. Morgan, didn't you say you have some reoccurring dreams right now? Oh, I mean, I mean, not too much right now, but I used to, like when, like Aaron said, when I was younger, I had a lot of reoccurring dreams. Um, I don't know, lately it's just been like, I've been dreaming about work, which is like, it hasn't happened since I first started working mm -hmm. there, which is like five months ago. Mm -hmm. I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, did I make that work order? Like, oh, did I do this? <laughs> so it's oh. more, I think it's not even like dreams necessarily. It's just like the stress is, That's, yeah. you know, sitting there. But I'm not even that stressed. So, yeah. Maybe just a lot of tasks and you want to make sure you cover them all. Yeah. I mean, now that with this, of course, coronavirus going and like working from home, I'm very, my brain uh -huh. is very distracted. Like working at home, I was like, I could sit on the couch and like lose my wire all day. <laughs> I did that. 
<laughs> but then at the same time, I'm like, oh, I can do this. I can do this at home. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did do some. I did throw a couple loads of laundry. And right. There's, my brain is like, even though you're sitting here actually doing your job and working hard, there's other things my brain is thinking it can do. Oh, yeah. You need to clean the bathroom. Oh, you need to do the dishes. Like, ah. Well, the weird thing was, so at my job, you're supposed to take, well, you get a seven and a half hour day. That's considered full time. Mm-hmm. One hour for lunch and then two 15 minute breaks. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I would literally like work and then I'd work till about like 10 and I took 15 minutes to do a load of laundry and I came back like it was the most productive day like work-wise and home-wise. It was so nice. nice. And then when my day ended, I was like, wow, I don't feel overwhelmed like to come home to do laundry. Like I know yeah. I have two loads done today. That's nice. Like getting some of it, some of the stuff done. Right. Day, yeah. And then you actually have to Mm-hmm. And I'm not by all the restaurants, so I had a really uh-huh. healthy lunch. Yay! Yes. Yeah. What an go. accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, similar to Morgan, I've had similar dreams where it's like, I work, mm-hmm. and then I dream about work. And I'm like, can I just stop? <laughs> like, I get some peace. I know. I need a little bit of peace. <laughs> we should work on lucid dreaming. Maybe we could. I, I haven't tried. It seems very interesting. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. I still want to do past life regression, too. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so I was listening to this um, other podcast. I'll try to find the name, but this girl basically, like, her whole family, like, they're very spiritual, I guess. And she was saying uh-huh. all of her past lives, she was a really terrible person, did terrible things. Oh, really? Was like she already knew it, or she went somewhere and found out? Um, She, some things, like, alluded to it, I guess. And then she okay. got her palms red, and they were like, whoa. And then she got wow. her tarot cards red, and they, yet again, were like, whoa. So then she's like, well, I gotta figure out what this is because it's her first life where she's like a quote unquote good person. Like she's not oh. throwing people under the bus and everything else. And she did past life regression. And then whenever she woke up, the person doing it just said, I'm sorry. <gasps> and like she woke up and she was sobbing. Oh, I just got chills. What? Ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh. That's creepy. You'll have to tell me what podcast that is. Yeah, it was just like a dreamer podcast. And this girl just wrote in like about her life or something. Like, yeah. Like, wow. Personal story. Whoa. That one stuck with me because I was like, you could find out some really messed up stuff. Like, whenever you they definitely the can. too, they're like, oh, we can see your spiritual. Like, we're glad this is, like, one of your better lives. Like, do you want to work for us? Whoa! Like, she was so spiritual. They were like, yeah, do you want to work for us? Wow. So I think she Very had cool. visions and stuff, too. But crazy. Yeah. Our brains are crazy, guys. Never underestimate yourselves. Seriously. And take time yeah. to relax, TP, and everyone else. <laughs> okay, that's the end of my bit. All right. Erin, you're up. Sweet. All right. So I have another missing person story so i am still planning on going to dallas texas so i thought might as well look up a story Why that happened around there are you scared she she are you done done it. sorry i just <laughs> she lives helps me find stories okay so this is a story of the disappearance of susan smalley and stacy madison mm-hmm. in the spring of 1988 Susan Smalley, 18 years old, and Stacy Madison, 17 years old, were best friends from Carrollton, Texas, and they were both eager to graduate from Carrollton Newman High School in just a few months. Aww. So after graduating, Stacy had plans to go to college, and Susan dreamed of Florida. On March 19, 1988, their last day of spring break, the girls planned um, like a little sleepover at Susan's house. Oh my god! Yeah, That's so cute. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Actually, we still do. So. Yeah, it's like a over, yeah. I crash at your guys' places all the time. <laughs> More than welcome. <laughs> that night, the girls took Stacy's light yellow 1967 Ford Mustang convertible and drove. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. And drove. What was the year on it? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What was the year on it? 1967. Oh, and it's a classic. That sounds so nice. I love that era. So our Mustang. resident car expert. And I love mm-hmm. Mustang. She drives one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to ride it today for the first time. Okay, Jackie. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Now I'm super into the story. Let's go. <laughs> She's invested. They can disappear, but the car cannot, right? Um, <laughs> oh, don't. We will find oh, out. Oh, okay, let's go. Let's go. The girls drove to um, Prestonwood Shopping Center. When they were finished in the mall, the girls picked up Susan's mom, Carolyn Audet, who um, worked at one of the stores there. Okay. Once back at Susan's house, the girls changed their clothes and left pretty quickly to head to a friend's party in Arlington, Texas. Carolyn had a date that night, told the girls to be careful. The girls left their friend's party around like 10 p.m. that night and returned to Stacy's house, where Stacy made a phone call to a friend in Arlington again. The girls left the house 
the return to the party. So we're kind of going back and forth. They're going to a lot of different places. So they head back to the party. Susan and Stacy's curfew was supposed to be midnight. They decided last, you know, day of spring break, we're going to stay out a bit later. Makes sense. I would do the same thing. Mama ain't going to like that. Two young women matching the descriptions of Susan and Stacy attempted to purchase beer at a local 7-Eleven convenience store, but the clerk refused to sell them alcohol, and the <laughs> girls were told to leave because they were minors. So well, Yeah, they're in high school, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they didn't get in trouble, at least, but they were like, mm, no, you gotta go. Yeah. Um, the girls were also last seen around, like, 12.30, 1 a.m. at a steak and ale restaurant in Addison, Texas, where Susan worked as a waitress. An employee at the restaurant told investigators that Susan had been talking to a guy she worked with while Stacy waited for her in the car. And then the discussion, uh, the employee said it lasted for about like five or so minutes and then they ended up leaving. Was she and trying to get him to buy her booze? That's what I was thinking. That's what it sounds like. Oh, I, I don't no idea. Oh. Because to me, I think they, uh, I don't know when, it never said the time when they went to attempt to purchase beer at the 7-Eleven. So oh. I think it happened before. I don't know if it, it was before and then they went to the party. And then they went to say How can we tell? They went to the same party two times. Either way makes sense. Literally, I feel like that's where salesmen had to have learned their sale, sales skills. Like, hey, you, you want to buy me a bottle of alcohol, don't you? Yeah. Those <laughs> days. You had to have a pitch in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that? Had what? someone buy? Well, yes. Had someone buy me alcohol. But, but that you didn't know. No. Okay. No. Not a stranger. No, I am. Um, I use all my resources at my disposal, but not the random people. Yeah. I mean, I've used, like, college friends, but I don't think... I don't know. I feel like sometimes in movies or other stories I hear, they were like, oh, they went up to some random, like... The one that the guy's, like, older midway, guy or... midway through the gas station parking lot, and they're like, hey, yeah, can you buy me some booze? My luck would be an undercover cop. Or, yeah. like, that movie Ma. I never saw it, but it looked intense. Oh, with, yeah. When they asked her to buy it. It's called Ma. With Octavia Spencer. Oh! I want to see that. I know, it looks real good. Crazy. All right, good night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Movie and Monopoly. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Movie Monopoly. I'm about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. You guys are fine. <laughs> Susan's and Stacey's parents reported them missing the next morning when it was discovered that neither girl returned home the previous night. Mm-hmm. Shortly after the girls were reported missing, Stacey's Mustang was found abandoned on Forest Lane in um, a per- popular parking lot of the Dallas Shopping Center. She gone. Police found the doors of the Mustang locked, and they could, like, see inside the windows and see the girls' jackets inside the car. Stacy's portable radio, uh, radio stereo, was also on the back seat. The reason is still, like, unknown to this day, but Dallas police and Carrollton police did not search the car for fingerprints, nor did they try to gather DNA from the car. So, what? Why? Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, what year was it? 1988? Oh. So things are different. I guess same reason why they didn't arrest them for trying to buy alcohol. Yeah. It was a different time. Yeah. You can't get out of here. <laughs> Detective Greg Ward, who took on the case about four months later, said that the original investigative team believed that the girls were just runaways. I feel like that's pretty typical in these kind of stories. I was hoping that was not what they were going to go with, but yeah, that makes sense. He said, quote, I'm not saying they screwed up, but they probably could have handled it better. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> so... Understatement of a lifetime. Uh, yeah, very big understatement. The Smalley and Madison family knew something terrible had happened to Susan and Stacy when they received word about Stacy's abandoned Mustang right away. The girls were not known to go anywhere without letting at least someone know, at least one person know where they were going. Mm-hmm. There was no reason they would need to leave. They were both really good students and looking forward to graduation, starting that new chapter in their lives. Right. So it just didn't make sense for them to just up and disappear mm-hmm. out of thin air. Um, as the case continued, investigators began to believe that the girls hadn't run away but had been abducted. Two witnesses came to police claiming that they had seen two girls matching the descriptions of Susan and Stacy. The witnesses said that they had seen two girls on the night of their disappearance hanging out in a warehouse district near LBJ Freeway and Interstate 35E, which was a very popular area at the time to watch drag racing. Um, however, the witness witnesses' claims have never been proven. Oh, so maybe they were there. Maybe they were two girls that look like them. If she's in the car, yeah. though, that sounds like a home place. To be. <laughs> I used to drag race when I was younger. Really? Yeah, at a sand drag strip. Did your brother go with you? Yeah, it was my brother, my dad, my mom. Well, I was going to say, because your brother wants to work with right. race cars, right? 
Yeah, but I um I did four wheelers and so did Zach and my dad had a drag race car. That's awesome. He said really cool. and it was a two seater and my mom's like, You need to trade that in for a family car. Well he he did one better. He traded in for a one seater car. <laughs> He's like, It's a family hobby now, Steph. We're gonna go every weekend to the drags. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, That's my parents' match. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that sounds exciting though. I mean okay. we did go every weekend, so that sounds fun. Yeah. That's so yeah. different. I've never tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever seen like a drag race. Okay, we'll fix it. <laughs> Get your whole family on board. We're all going. <laughs> My dad's determined to make Andrew more country, so he can go with us. Yes. Heck yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So as the case started to go cold, Carrollton police contacted a local psychic, John Ketchings, who claimed that Susan and Stacy had been abducted and murdered by a blonde-haired white man who wore glasses and who was between the ages of 28 to 34 years old. The psychic also told police that the man dumped the girls' bodies near Lake Grapevine. With this new information, the police searched the lake, but to no avail, police didn't find anything in the area. So again, another lead that didn't end up going anywhere. And also, um, this wasn't the only tip police received during the investigation. They received quite a few. A behavioral psychologist told police that he had a, quote, feeling, end quote, that the girls crossed the Mexican border with two men. And that's all that says. So oh, he had a feeling. Thank you for your input, sir. Yeah, I don't even know what you do with that. You're just like, okay, we'll write it down, post it. There yeah. we go. Yeah. I wonder how many ludicrous like call and text. I could again. only imagine there's so many. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, I I would not touch up. No, Carrollton. <laughs> the police also received a phone call from a woman who claimed she saw the girls at a supermarket in Houston. Another caller told police they saw the girls at Bob and B's, a saloon in Madison, West Virginia. A different person told police that Stacy was in Bushnell, Florida, visiting an inmate at a state prison. What? I know, we're going all over the place. (laughs) All over the area. Bopping everywhere. Carrollton police received another call where the person on the other end said, quote, Susan and Stacy are all right, end quote, and hung up. The caller cannot be identified, nor could the call be traced because it was made on an unrecorded line. And none of these tips were, you know, found to be true or substantiated. So, like, that last one, I'm sure was just someone honest. I don't know. I don't think it was true. You know, when people call up and lie. And... Which is one of the thickest things you can do, in my opinion. So that's what I imagine that was. Especially since it didn't happen again. But it is very sad. Stacy's family ended up hiring a private detective. But similar to where the police were going, his investigation really didn't yield any results, and the family ended up firing him. This is really sad. As years went by, Frankie Madison, Stacy's father, drove her Mustang around town in hopes that someone would recognize the car, and it would help, you know, jog their memory about anything they may have seen the night of the girl's disappearance, and that they would, like, come to police with that information. He, um, Frank Madison died of cancer in 1996. Um, and never, you know, got the chance to find out what actually happened to his daughter. So they didn't find the bodies or anything. I'll let you know. Sorry. No, you're. <laughs> Sarah gets so anxious. What happened? No. No. I know. Yeah, it was really sad. Shortly after the girls went missing, Kevin Elrod, Stacy's at the time boyfriend, began dating another woman. Elrod told his new girlfriend that he had killed Stacy and Susan with a <laughs> shovel and then dumped their bodies in a cemetery near State Highway 121. The woman, thankfully, went to the police and told them about what Elrod had shared with her. The police immediately questioned Elrod, and he was given a polygraph in 1988, which he passed. Police also went to the cemetery that Elrod claimed to have dumped the girls' bodies Mm -hmm. at, but after extensive searching of the area, again, nothing was found. What is wrong with this man? That is not a pickup line. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Well, this is even worse because he, um, Elrod later retracted his previous statement saying that he lied about killing Stacy and Susan because people automatically assumed he had something to do with it and he was fed up with people asking him about their disappearance. Does that make any sense to you guys? That's the way to clear your name. What? Right. What? People think I did it, so why not just say I did so it? So why not just admit it? Yeah. Ugh. What? Even if I didn't do it. But so if he really didn't do it, he's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. That is a sinister summer. So you could that would just so much detail. I heard her with the Did the I mean, like the location, the weapon, like yeah, the clue. Like, oh, the hell? But I mean, like, dude, you're like the ex-boyfriend. You're automatically getting looked yeah. at regardless. So I know it kind of sucks if you're like 
yep. you know, enemy number one. But if you but, don't say anything weird like that, you yeah, should, things would have just faded out. Ugh. Yeah. People. <laughs> Anyways, Elrod, after all of that happened, um, you know, police didn't find anything, couldn't take him in. He ended up leaving Texas, and he moved to Florida, where he changed his name, kind of moved from town to town mm-hmm. in the state. A restraining order was issued to Elrod at some point when his ex-wife told police he threatened her with a knife. I'm not sure when exactly that date was. She's married, ex-wife. So we know he has anger issues. And yes. he's aggressive. And, and he killed him with a shovel in the library <laughs> with Mrs. Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> and this just intrigues me, too. I don't know how many attempts there were, and I didn't say who was attempting to contact him, whether that was police or, you know, reporters or anyone trying to reach out to him. But since he left Texas, um, no one's really been able to contact him or reach out to him. So Is that legal? No. Okay. I don't think so. No. <laughs> that was a quick I mean, unless you're, like, charged with something now. He's not charged with anything. He can do whatever. Yeah. I mean, as long as, yeah, the cops haven't said, like, you'll go across the border, you'll go leave the state. Yeah, I mean, you can <laughs> get up and cops you talk to? leave. Yo, don't leave the border. <laughs> it's me. I'm the cop. <laughs> I would love you to be my cat. Oh, I, that was a dream of mine. I bought you meter glasses and I thought it was real, but here we are. <laughs> 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 I write fake tickets in my head. Really? But it's fine. The sunglasses is all it took for you to get down the road of cop. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Yeah, no, that's it. That's the that's, that's <laughs> so Morgan told him not to leave the state. And he left. And you guys aren't going to like him anymore because after interviewing family and friends, police found out that Elrod wasn't such a great boyfriend to Stacy and that he allegedly abused her. One of Stacy's friends, Janine White, claimed that Stacy told her that Elrod was rolling, he was obsessive. Stacy also told her mom, Ida, that she had been trying to end the relationship but really couldn't figure out a way to call it quits like peacefully and in a way that wouldn't end in like a fight mm-hmm. between them. In the afternoon before her disappearance, Stacy told her mom that if Elrod called the house looking for her, um, her mom needed to tell him that she was going out with Susan that night. Um, and he did call, and Ida followed her daughter's, you know, instructions yeah. and wishes. So he did. That's scary. I know. Yeah. That is. Crazy. She like knew he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, in um, so later on in 2009, Sean Sutherland, a local Carrollton man who was around 24 when the girls disappeared, wrote a book titled The Night Wounds Time about the case. Okay. In the book, Sutherland apparently talks about um, a possible suspect that has not been publicly named who had never been properly eliminated from the investigation. A card, uh, according excuse me, to Sergeant Joel Kane, who is the lead detective with Carrollton Police, the book helped revive the investigation up a bit. And in 2011, so a little bit more recently, Carrollton Police released photographs to the public in hopes that someone would be able to identify two men that they believe knew Susan and Stacy and could possibly be connected to their disappearance. Uh-huh. They haven't released information about where the photos came from or why the police think these men may have played a part in the girls' disappearance, though. On a Reddit feed I found, a little Reddit thread, um, people had, you can look up the pictures, there's just a few of them, some that were taken, like, outside of the car that I assume is a Mustang, some that are just in a room in, like, an apartment that I think was a party mm. that they went to, so um, some of the people on the thread that commented looked at the pictures, they think the pictures of the men were taken at the party, it was either uh. maybe Susan's or Stacy's camera, mm-hmm. and um, other Reddit commenters also speculated that the pictures the police released may have been um, just found maybe in the Mustang. Maybe it was just left there. I, I mean, if it was from the party, that makes sense that it would be there mm-hmm. and it was hidden somewhere. I don't know. They're both equally creepy. It is, right? Like, or wait, was that one of the ones that you take it and it printed out like a Polaroid? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. 88. Maybe. Well, yeah, maybe they could have found the picture somewhere else. Because I'm in my head, I still think of like the digital camera I used to have when I was Ooh, younger, but it's not the same. Just, I wonder if in eighty they had just like the regular like disposable camera, so maybe they had found the actual camera and developed it. Oh, so maybe because it was later on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All viable options. I'm following. 
Yeah, like I said, they haven't re- said anything about maybe that's part of the where they found it. That could be that like leads to yeah. Or something. Oh, definitely. I know they yeah they have to keep all of that stuff. Um, you know, some of that stuff to themselves sometimes. Um, but yeah, Stacy and Susan have still been missing to this day. It's been like over thirty years at this point. Police continue to stand by their theory that Stacy and Susan left willingly with someone that they knew, leaving Stacy's Mustang behind, and that mm-hmm. foul play um, is suspected that something bad. They just ran into some trouble while they were with whoever took them. Susan Smalley and Stacy Madison's case remains unsolved. The case is, however, still open. So if you do have any information concerning this case, please contact Carrollton Police Department at 214-466-3324, or you may also call the Texas Department of Public Safety at 512-424-5074 with any information at all. And that is my story. Aaron, why do you do this to me? They're all sad. I'm sorry. There's no closure. (laughs) No, I do. I hate the ones that are no closure because it's like someone has to know something. Someone somewhere knows something. I feel like that Elrod guy needs to be talked to you like again. Yeah. I I hate the one ones where there's no yes, no closure. There's But hey, maybe Especially for family and anyone like or maybe someone hears our story and you know, sparks their interest and it has been maybe they recognize something that they didn't see before. So yeah. anytime somebody talks about it, we'll chase it. Hopefully it sparks some memories. Brings it back up again. Yeah. It's the ones that drive me nuts though. It's like how do people just one minute they're there, everything's fine, and then goes missing. There were a couple, um, nothing that I used in um, my notes. There was like one or two little articles or little like more like blog posts I found mm-hmm. about people who were like at the same high school and it was maybe like another student that might have been in the same grade, like talking about the story and yeah. Wow. It was really interesting, yeah. Getting their input, but I will be yeah. researching this now. Thank you. I know it was. I, I know it was a very short story, but it's just very mysterious. Like their, yeah, last day of spring break. They probably did. I think they probably left with someone they knew, and then things took a weird turn. A crime of opportunity or something. I don't know. Maybe an accident. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. It just someone, especially because it's thirty years, so they need to. Yeah, because in my head, I was like, you know, there's two of the girls. And if it was just one person, but then they have those pictures with the two men, and I'm like, okay, well, then that. They're overpowered. Yeah. The one on one's pretty good odds. Yeah. yeah. Has not been solved, but it, the case is still open, so that's good. Hopefully, you know, information coming in or anything, but it's been sad. So maybe, Morgan, your story can help lift us up <laughs> a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, do the ghosts ever lift you up? I mean, actually, if they did, it'd be really scary. <laughs> I'm just saying, Physically. Morgan starts rising out of her chair. The fire I was ready for this. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> okay, so um, this week is just like a little bit different. Uh, I haven't really told like a personal story, I feel like, an okay. actual one about me mm-hmm. since like episode one, it feels mm-hmm. like. So... I just wanted to kind of dive in a little bit deeper on, like, why I'm so interested in this and how, like, my spirituality with the other side or connection with the other side, if you will, has grown more over the last, like, couple years. Okay. Not my whole life. I've gotten more, like, interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, episode one, I told y'all about my little cat Bilbo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, other things that have happened, I would just talk briefly Sarah, you mentioned earlier about lucid dreaming, and one thing mm-hmm. that I'm, like, terrified of with lucid dreaming is, like, sometimes people will have, like, shadow figures, like, interrupt it, or, like, you'll see them really? while lucid dreaming. Uh, yeah. I have to mention that the whole month, yeah. Yeah, so because I've seen those, I'm a little bit weary to attend mm-hmm. that, because I just, like, I don't, I just, every, every shadow person I've seen has been from a distance, so I don't know how I would handle... Seeing one like on me or oh, by me, or, like, in your yeah, space, in my bubble, yeah, in my like another podcast I listened to. Um, they I, I can't remember the name of it right now, but they were talking about like their own personal experience with lucid dreaming and shadow figures, and like they like literally could feel one like loot like leaning over Ooh, the couch nope. mm-hmm. on like leaning over them. So that's immediately where my brain goes to is like I can picture myself like taking a nap on my couch and like seeing that. Yeah. So it kind of freaks me out. But so what is a shadow person? Is it good or bad? 
it, it does have a usually a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. I personally think that it it's more negative than positive, but it's not like they're not a demon. So it's okay. not necessarily the person that's gonna come like I don't know, enter your body or anything like that. It's still just like spooky. Right. The only other ones that I've seen, they have not been in my house, were one, when we went to the Lemp. Mm-hmm. That's where I saw like one or two small mm-hmm. ones. Um, I will go into more details about that experience when we, we talk about that one someday. Yeah. Um, that one's that that place deserves a little bit more than just like a here's my experience story. So oh, yeah, getting <laughs> married there. Yeah, potentially getting married there. So maybe we'll do a little. So I saw some like darker shadow people there. Um, I have seen one, seen two while I was, I used to work at like 5 a.m. in my old job. So I would have to be awake when I was like, sleep and drive. So I right. was wide awake. So a lot of people will make the excuse of like, oh, you're sleeping. No, it was a shadow. Uh-huh. Duh, I saw a shadow person. Okay? <laughs> I was driving down the road, radio on, like fully awake. Hands on mm-hmm. ten and two, going, and I see like the shadow is like still, like I'm coming up over a hill, and it's still, and as soon as I crept up over the hill, it starts going the opposite way of my car. Not mm. fast, like I'm going like 2025. 20, see, it's 30, so I was being safe. Mm-hmm. And the shadow person is like, it's lower. This is the first one that I've ever seen that was just like a smaller figure on the ground. Not like so, crawling. Not crawling. Ooh, it was that's like, what I was it thinking. Was like a, it's honestly a small black cloud. On the sidewalk, oh. like going the opposite way of my car. It's kind of what it looked like. Okay, so like a giant dust bunny, if you will. But okay, so it's more not... solid than not. Okay, so not actually shaped like a person. A not person. that one. That one. Not that one. Okay. Um, and then the other one that I saw, well, the ones of the lamp were more human shape. Uh-huh. Literally, like I'll give a brief one. Was like we were like looking down a long hall, and it looked like one a person like leaned out of the wall and then like leaned back. So Is that one of the times you grabbed me. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, did you see it? Did you see it? I'm like, it no, like, no, no, yeah, I did. no. <laughs> I, was I like, wanted man, to say yes so bad, and I was like, no, I don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was. I had a moment. And then uh, the one of the ones I also saw while I was driving. Uh, I was driving home from work, and it was daylight. So this one was way different than all the other times right. that I've seen them. Mm-hmm. And there's, I pass a shed. Like I live, one of my streets has like houses outside around mm-hmm. it. And I pass the shed all the time, and I always happen to look at it just because there's a lot of cars in that driveway, and I just, it's an eye-catching thing. It's mm-hmm. nothing, it's not a fancy shed, it's nothing, but it does have, like, two double doors, and then the top has, like, small, like, four-panel windows. Okay. And I always look at it, I don't know why, it's just, like, something that I do, and I was driving by, and I saw it looked like the shadow was in it. Okay. But there was, it wasn't a reflection. Like, uh-huh. it was very weird. And it looked like a like a, like a person standing there. I could see from, like, neck up. Mm. So I was like, what the fuck? And just kept driving. And I, since then, every time I pass it, I, tr- I truly do try to debunk what I saw. Uh-huh. I've done around the same time I've come home. I've done the same, like, okay, maybe there was a flash. I cannot duplicate it. No mm-hmm. matter how many times I've driven past it again, I drive it home. I have to, have to drive past it every time I come home. So, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure everything has a can have a logical explanation, right. but that one is like that yeah, really stuck out to me. So yeah, I that's my shadow people one. Like when you mentioned lucid dreaming, my body like tensed up. And I was like, I don't know about that. Okay, we don't want this lucid dream. I'll help you. I'll help you all do it. Okay. Now cool. that I've told you about it. Like if you're actually heard it's very cool to do if you can get it down, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I want to shadow people. Yeah. I don't think I would see them up there even there. So that's fine. Yeah, like, isn't it? Like, Nothing showed, and I made this joke before because I'm like in my head, I'm thinking, like, show yourself, show, show yourself to me, <laughs> yeah, and then nothing happens. Like, God dang it! I know I want to have an experience so bad, yeah. just one. Show me you're there, and then I don't need another one ever I again. That, and then I get out, like, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Asking too much. Ask, and you shall receive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I guess I'm trying to think like other times. Oh, well, when I was a kid, my cousin was older, they lived in a hella haunted house, um, and I was, again, really young, I think I was, like, maybe kindergarten, like, mm-hmm. I still have this burned in my brain, um, their house was actually, I don't know if the actual house was the old school, but they lived in an old school yard, like, in the middle of their yard, they had, like, a bell, you know, like, back oh, that's in, like, an oh, old, old mm-hmm. bell, yeah. yeah, um, and, like, we're just hanging out one night, and he's, like, you know, my house is haunted, and I'm a kid, so I'm like, yes, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it is, remember my dog that I used to have, and I was, like, yeah, he goes, He's still here. And I was like, what? 
And so he took, he's like, watch. He like took me upstairs and they had like this creepy ass staircase. I still remember it's like a big U with like big like wood handrails and just super spooky. Like think like Titanic-esque. Just Ooh. like, yeah, blah. Takes me up to his room. <laughs> it is carpeted. And he's like, go sit on the bed. And I'm like, okay. So I sit down and he like calls dog. I can't remember its name. And he like whistles. And as soon as that happens, I see imprints on the carpet where feet are. No, and it goes boo. like, ding, 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 like, walks across That's the floor. super cool. Yeah. That's so it's like, cool. Yeah. hell burned in my brain. Look at this trick I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has a party. Here's my yeah. dog. Yeah. Come here, Sparky. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then my last story that I'll leave you with, besides obviously the lump stuff, um, is I was a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. And I probably told you guys this story before, but it's my most like powerful spiritual experience. Um, I, me and my friend Miranda were driving, um, like out running errands, mm-hmm. driving around to the mall, all that stuff down in Little Cape. And, uh, I got kind of turned around just cause I thought I was making, like we were heading back to campus mm-hmm. and I turned on a street I shouldn't have. And I ended up like going into a kind of a business parking lot, turning around and then I'm waiting and I'm at a, I'm at a stop sign. I have to cross two lanes of traffic coming from my left uh-huh. and then there's a turn lane and then there's two more lanes of traffic going to the right mm-hmm. and up to the left there is a stoplight kind of I'd say 300 yards away maybe a little bit less and I, so I'm looking I'm looking and it's too busy so we're sitting there for a minute and me and Miranda just chit-chatting whatever and I'm like oh cool I think I think I can go and I look so I look to my left and I look to my right and I see Miranda's head moving with mine so she's checking too it's mm-hmm. a very busy road and I look again to the left, and I take my foot off of the brake, and I start to go, and my hand, which is never on the gear shift, my hand is down on the gear shift, I drive an automatic, so I don't know why my hand's right. there. Mm-hmm. I feel Miranda grab my wrist and go, whoa, whoa, Morgan, stop! And at that exact same moment, a car flew from my left, hits the front of my car, spins three times, hits a um, like a cinder brick wall, mm-hmm. and then crashes back into the road. And so I'm sitting there like, I can't fucking breathe. Tears are falling from my face. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, holy shit. And I look at Miranda. She's like, oh, my fucking God. Like, whoa. Mm-hmm. My car, I just, like, my foot's still off the brake at this point. So I'm like, holy shit. So like, before I know it, I'm in the turn lane. And I'm like, oh, my God. So then I see another parking lot. And I just, like, whip it into right. another parking lot. A witness watched the whole thing, called the cops. Yeah. Obviously, we would have two. But um, get walk back to the parking lot we were in. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short talking to the cops, I'm, like, bawling because I see this person, like, holding their wrist, and I'm like, fuck, like, I'm, I'm just glad I didn't kill anyone, like, it was so terrifying, and finally, my, the cops, like, your car drivable, I was like, yeah, as far as I know, I don't think, I don't think it's that bad, mm-hmm. go back to my car, me and Miranda looking at the front of it, teeny, tiny hole in the bumper, I mean, probably yeah. the size of, like, a, a large apple, that's it, just my bumper, and, like, that wow. other car was totaled. And so I don't know how I had the courage to even get back behind the wheel, but I did. Yeah. So we start heading back to campus and, you know, she's like, wow, I can't believe that happened. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, seriously, Miranda, if you had not been in the car with me and had not told me to stop, they would have hit my car door. And she goes, Morgan, I was turning my head the other way. And so I like lost my shit. And regardless, you know, we've, we've talked and tried to debunk the situation too. She's like, maybe that was me. And I was like, but the weird, she's like, but she goes, I know I didn't touch you. So like, mm-hmm. that's the thing where I'm like, like yeah, I definitely remember felt that so I distinctly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it so distinctly. Someone like grabbing like my wrist and arm, like putting their hand, there was definitely pressure. Mm-hmm. And then for her to just say that, I was like, <laughs> I lost it. Lost it, lost it. So the weird thing is that I found out later, uh, my cousin had been in a car accident right before that i mean months okay um but still had been in a car accident and they heard whoa 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 caitlin stop so like the exact same thing so we both definitely agree like it's like one of my great grandparents or some guardian angel of our family like oh, that's so awesome that is so cool yeah so i don't know i think that was probably like the moment where i really started to believe like everything else was oh, like yeah. okay it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a ghost like whatever and then i was like no there's definitely more to yeah this life. So, yeah. I just wanted Definitely. to, I know it's kind of short and sweet, but I wanted to throw that in for Yeah. What a feel good way to end it. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Oh, I did pick it up. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Remember when I end with my stories, I'm like, 
And after that bummer, let's <laughs> let's end it. And they all die. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Have a great work day. Ooh. Yeah. So drink a lot of coffee. That'll be it. So yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever had an experience like that or I don't know. I love yes. hearing I love hearing those. personal stuff. I just love it. I love hearing it on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. I love oh, yeah. talking about it. Oh, those are some it. of the yeah, most interesting ones. Especially yeah. since like me personally, I've never had an experience. Like right. I said, I wanted at least a little of something just so I can know for like sure. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know this is real. I believe in it. I haven't experienced it. But like hearing everyone else's is just so interesting because I feel like a lot of people have had some sort of an experience. Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't think of it in a certain way, but then they're like, oh, well, that kind of ties into maybe what you said or your story, Morgan, or yeah. someone yeah. else's. So yeah, very, very cool. You have a ton of stories. I've always <laughs> yes. told Morgan that if I ever do find a house, you need to walk through it first so you can just yeah. feel everything out because you, I would be the one to buy a haunted house. Well, yeah, you should open a business doing that. I would pay yes. some like 20, 50 bucks just to walk through and be like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, or if you're like, I'm getting bad vibes, mm-hmm. like, mm, I'm not going in that basement. And yeah. I know I shouldn't buy this house. <laughs> that's the thing, too, is like, I'm not, I, I've definitely come a long way from like being scared because I remember growing up in like my, my old house with my mom and the basement did like freak me out. I, go thinking back on it, there was nothing there. There was no bad vibes. It was just a creepy basement. Mm-hmm. So now uh-huh. that I feel like I've come full circle with that, when I actually was like mature and older mm-hmm. looking at houses, even if it was old or dusty, I was like, oh, that's gross. Or like, oh, I don't want to live here. Yeah, but like only feeling. one house where I was like, oh, fuck, no. Like the basement, no, no. I mean, the house in general, like, oh, just kind of like, it's weird in here. Like the layout, is it the layout? Is it the, and then I'm like, no, the energy's weird. And then in the basement, I was like, nope, something bad happened here. I cannot. You would need a lot of sage for that. <laughs> my brother just moved into a haunted house in Lima, Ohio. Your brother? Oh, I remember you yeah, my that. mom was texting, hold on, we find it, I'll read it to you. Yes. Like, they hear things, and... Oh, while you're looking that up, I think Hannah, my, my sister, mm-hmm. is going to send us in a video that she's going to, like, I think let us post about her haunted house in Cape. Um, she has, like, a, you know, a couple couple stories that she can go into much better detail than I can. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it was it's it was definitely haunted. And the video that they caught is trippy. Very Ooh. trippy. Oh, they have actually video this. of it. Oh yeah, security cam. Ah. Yeah. Wait, oh, they, yeah. Like yeah. they already had the security cam, or it came with. They had a security camera installed because they because um, of everything because that was got, happening well, because it got broken into. It really oh, did. Oh, um, oh. So, yeah. So then they Damn. installed that at the front door. So. Sucks, but something happened in the front door. Well, they so someone broke in because they left like a window open. So I think they went through either the back oh. door, or, like the room, like somebody's room. Yeah, they installed it at like the corner of the front door, so you could see people coming in and out. Got it. Okay. So if they did get robbed again, they just see people leaving. So. Got it. No, so it sounds like water is constantly turning off and on, and Ooh. they hear footsteps a lot. Like when no one else is home, they hear footsteps, and then doors will open and close by themselves. Dude, let's go. Let's yes. spend the night there. Um, I'll plan visiting in April. His birthday's in April. So. Oh, cool. How long? How long did your mom stay? Mm, a weekend. How she did she? Yeah. Did they stayed in a hotel. Oh, oh okay. okay. Never mind. mind. Ah! <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Like, mm. I mean, it was dirt cheap. And I looked up, like, um, hauntings in Delphi, and, like, a couple of houses on the street are haunted. Didn't say they have his actual address, but, yeah, streets are haunted on the street. So. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be cool to check out. Definitely. I mean, and I've had, like, other... There's a lot. Those are probably, like, my only, like, real personal ones, but, like, man, other people have told me so many stories, and, like, uh-huh. it's my passion to, like, burn them into my brain, so right. I can just tell them again, but... There's so many, but it's just, oof, everybody, I feel like a lot, there's a handful of people that all have had very either, like, super similar experiences or just something that is completely off the rails, and it's like, I need to know more. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Could you imagine if you visit your brother, and you're like, and here are my two friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're a Coming with, like, a EMS detector, and I'm like, hello, my name is Morgan. <laughs> we just have sleeping bags. <laughs> he said you can bring anything, but not a Ouija board. Uh-huh. And I said, don't be a dick, Dad. <laughs> love it now whatever's going on we probably don't want to disturb too much so well now like do you want to save it it's like well he hasn't done anything mean it could be a friendly ghost let's not get rid of it yeah okay. that's nice i mean that's very nice. tolerant of you yeah. yeah yeah and if he has just good intent like i mean some spirits like from what i've heard if you're like you are not allowed to enter this room like and you're assertive about it like mm-hmm. sometimes if they share the space with you like they will respect it so. yeah because i don't want to say yeah it's my bachelor pad man don't need to get out of here <laughs> A haunted bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, thank you guys so much for listening this week. 
Hope it was enough sinister sunshine to get you through your day. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, like Sarah mentioned at the beginning of the episode, please, please, please head to Apple Podcasts and write a review and or rate us. And if you'd like to follow us on Spotify, that is also really cool. And then you get notified when new episode comes out every Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, again, if you do rate and review, be sure to email us at sinistersufferspodcast at gmail.com with your name, your username. You can even just take a screenshot of it. Send Uh it to us and give us your address and we will work on getting us uh, those stickers sent out. So, yeah, that. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye.